Welcome to the Fitness Business University. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. Vince, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. We're coming to you from lovely Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. Um, before we get started, you wanted to share some some pretty big news with the listeners. Yep. We uh, were, there's a report that came out recently that I saw that we were ranked the second in the world, the second podcast to w listen to in 2020 in the fitness business category that's a pretty big deal that was pretty i thought that was pretty cool i like how you put in the world that always makes it well the, according to the list it was from podcasts from australia and england and Four, 43 countries what is that we've been downloaded in in 43 different countries we've been this podcast has been downloaded really? yeah all around the we world. should set a goal of 1 million downloads I like it. I think we can do that. We're a little, we're a little ways off. We're a little ways off. Four, that, but there, I think one million downloads would be a good yeah, goal. Four, if, you're, if you're listening to this, uh, we, we want to know where you're from. Send us an email. Let us know where you're, where you're listening to this. Because when I saw that map of the 43 countries, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, ran, like all over the Vietnam. There was some from the Philippines, Saudi Arabia. So it was a pretty, pretty big deal. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So what's, what's, going, on in your, what's going on in your world right now? Uh, well, we're, we're right in the thick of it. We just finished module two of the six-week new client search program. It is like, this is my favorite program to teach. It's awesome. Just we have uh, chock full 30, gym on, 30 new gym owners in the program, but there's probably close to 90 people in the, in the group. So who's the rest of them? Uh, the rest of them are all the mastermind members, and I allow the mastermind members to bring in like a marketing assistant or an admin into the program. So like the calls are literally like crazy. One of the calls, we went three and a half hours. That sounds, yeah. that sounds really long. We, well, there were so many questions. Right. So I, teach, I usually teach for like 90 minutes, and then after 90 minutes, we do Q&A. And there's just so many questions and so many people engaged about what we were doing. And so this is not about. like a module that you're buying this and then you're, someone's watching a YouTube. No, it's live. Like, you're yeah. live. You, they get access to you live. For sure. Yeah. It's so it's been it's been really great. It's a lot of good energy in that, and uh, especially having so many of the mastermind members participating. What is it's what is really what is good. the progress like when you say six weeks? Like what what can I what can they expect? Someone who who doesn't know much about this over the six week period. So. It's funny because I, I did, um, in module one, I did a bunch of different slides about what they can expect in terms of results from the surge. And basically, there are some people that, and I don't promise this by any means because I don't promise it as a get-rich-quick marketing program or anything like that. But um, there are people, like one of our master members, G-Man, he got from one thing he learned in the surge, got 20 members literally while he was in the program. And he's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And not everyone gets those results because they don't take action maybe as fast as he does. But then the second tier of results is the people that have their best month the month after the surge ends. And then I get text messages from or messages from people that six months later message me with their new recurring revenue. And then a year later message me with their, you know, so it's like it, it really varies, you know, based on when people like, like, holy cow, like this thing really did work for me. Um, some people will have these Eureka moments during the program. Some people it's a little bit after, but, um, so the expectations are really, um, based on how quickly people take action and implement. So those are the people that do the best. It's not just like a plug and play. Like you're just going to give them a bunch of crap that like the people that do the best in the surge are action takers. Yeah. Yeah. They're the people that are learning that, uh, are, are, are taking, cause I give you, it's a combination of strategy and tactics, right? So there's, 
the goal of the program is to turn gym owners into better marketers, right? So if we're going to do that, we have to understand strategy, right? So you got to understand target market. You got to understand marketing message. You got to understand, you know, marketing uh, dashboard and all things like that. Um, but, but on the other side of that, there's things you've got to tactics, like you got to implement, you got to implement a good referral system. You got to implement, you know, getting your website up to speed and stuff like that. So it's a really good combo of the two that, that we teach. And the strategy part is to teach them to, to be long-term better at marketing and the tactical stuff is to get them, you know, immediate results right away. And before we dive into today's topic, we got a trip coming up. We're going down to see Mickey Mouse. Can't wait. Yeah, a couple of weeks we're going to Orlando, Florida for the Mastermind. Why do you meeting. why do you choose why choose Orlando? Well, it's funny because uh, the guy that coaches me is based in Orlando, and he has a lot of his meetings down there. And it's just like, why not? It's like kind of a, it's it's a first of all, it's also a really easy, cheap flight for most people. So most of the Mastermind members are from like you know the well now we're getting people from all over. But yeah. uh, we have Canadians in the mastermind. A lot of we West have, Coasters, yeah, California. We a lot of West Washington Coasters. Uh, but I'd say the majority are from like the 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 tri-state area, the the, the vast majority. Um, you know, we you know we don't have we don't have a lot of Massachusetts gym owners. No. In the in the mastermind. So if you're listening to this and you're from Massachusetts, send me an email and you probably would get a uh, you know a good inside look at the SPF mastermind if you want to. All right. Massachusetts gym owners only um so but yeah all over and then so so we choose orlando it's a really easy flight and last time we did it um it was just great it was just we were right by disney springs it was we had a great hotel it was a great venue. it was just a black like i cannot wait um i remember the, my favorite my favorite part is the night before the day of so i go in uh the we start the ceo mastermind on a wednesday and I go on Monday night and I get there Tuesday. And so Tuesday is my day to just literally do nothing except hang out, look over my notes and get ready. And I go have lunch by myself and I go eat a dinner by myself and I just get ready. But it's just for me, it's like such a really wonderful, relaxing day. Uh, so I, that's the, that's what I'm looking forward to most of a day by myself. <laughs> Mine was the, the Star the Star Wars virtual oh, reality. We did great. We did we did a lot. And then and then my family is coming um, after. So we'll do four days straight. So we have two days with the CEO mastermind, two days with the regular mastermind. And then I'm going to, I told Vanessa I need a day to recover. And she's bringing the kids and we're staying down for a whole week after that. So I can't That was wait. a quick turnaround last time. They came like that day, right? They came on Sunday? They came. I think I, they ended up coming. Actually, they, uh, one of my kids was sick and they like, they, the doctor said they couldn't fly and they get some shot. He had, Joey had to get some shot to to for to allow him to fly or something like that so all right yeah. all right that's enough rambling so so let, let's get into today's topic why why people tuned into this what, so what are we talking about today man um so this is a funny story so literally the the morning that as we're recording this a woman came up to me and i saw her in the lobby i'd never met her before and she was a new client um, she had just, you know, signed up after she did our Black Friday sale. She did it. She bought our Black Friday. She waited like a month and then she did it. And then she, you know, signed up. And, uh, so I started talking to her. I said, hello. And we're talking. And I was like, how did you get to us? She was like, oh, I've been on your email list. And I was like, oh, cool. She was like, yeah, my daughter, uh, was an athlete of yours. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And, and she's, I was like, how old's your daughter? She's like 27 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 27 years old so she was literally 
Ted, so, so I said, how long have you been on our email list? And she said, well, since you opened. And I was like, so 2008? She was like, yeah. And I was like, holy smokes. It's a slow play. This person has been on my email list for, and a lot of people think, oh, the email list is dead. The email list, there's dead leads on the email list. A decade plus two years later, she finally comes in and becomes a client. And it, it, so, so the topic of today is follow-up. The topic of today is follow-up. And in that case, we are following up on email for 12 years. Finally got her. Finally got her. Yep. Amazing, though. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And that she, you know, who stays on an email list of somebody's for over a decade and doesn't do anything with it? Like, usually after a few years, if you're not going to do anything with that company, you probably just delete the email and stuff like that. But I'm guessing that we are providing enough value to her with our content that she stayed on the list. Right. And when she stayed on the list, that there's always a chance that she could um, become a client. So, so. Wh why is – you say follow-up, and I think if everybody listening to this, any business owner we talk to, they'll say, of course, I follow up. Of course, someone calls me, I call them back. Or someone comes in the gym for a tour and I call them back. But a lot of times it stops there. Yes. So, so we broke these down into four categories of the type of follow-up. What's, what's the first one? So, so basically, the, before I get into the first one, the big reason why where people screw up with follow-up is just what we just talked about. They don't do it long enough. Is that people follow up and someone comes in and you call them once and you call them twice and all of a sudden you think that that's a dead lead. Um, but you don't realize that, that people, human beings, right, uh, need about 10 times uh, to see something before they decide, right? So I think that that's the big mistake people make. Um, there's a guy in my surge program right now from Australia. So our first Australian paying client. It's a cool accent. Yeah, that's yeah. a well Australian accent. Yeah. It's a cool accent. <laughs> and um, so I literally had a conversation, but when I started, you know, I went off my own you know, and started this kind of consulting business, you know, a little over two years ago. So we haven't been going that long. And um, he was, I remember him because he was one of the first uh, Skype calls I was ever on. I didn't even know how to work Skype or anything like that, but he was from Australia. So we did Skype and we did a consulting call. And obviously I had no idea what I was doing or anything. And he didn't buy anything. And every time I've had a surge program or a seminar, I have private messaged him and he's been on my email list and I've messaged him saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're having another surge program, another seminar. Um, would you like to join us? And he never, ever even responded. He didn't say, no, I'm not, not, no, yeah, not, not the right time right now. He just was totally just res didn't respond. And so I'm thinking like, okay, well, he didn't say no, right? He didn't say no. He didn't say, you know, don't email me ever again. I'm not interested. He just didn't respond. So I guess that just means he's busy and he didn't have time to respond. So I'm going to keep following up. And he signed up for the program two years yeah, later. Two years it took me, however many emails I must have sent him, I don't know, because I send an email a day. So what's two years times seven emails a day? It's a, it's I mean, a shit ton. It's a lot. It's over 700 emails. Yeah. 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 So he got that many emails. He got that many private me private messages, you know, from Facebook. You know, I was sending him private messages. And it was just when he was ready. And Dean Jackson, 
uh, I listened to a podcast that he did, and he talked about these different stats that he got from I, I don't remember where he got it. it was like the data of like it was like mail order type data where they you know they take huge huge surveys of people that you know get online inquiries right and they said we'll just use the number 200 right they said out of out of uh, 200 people 50 percent buy okay so 50 percent buy out of 200 inquiries 50 percent buy but they said that out of that 100 that buy only 15 percent buy in the first 90 days really right so 50% buy. So we got that 100 number. So 15% of that 100, oh, those 100 are buying. 15 of them are buying in the first 90 days. And the rest are? Who 85 knows? people will buy. If you continue to follow up with them. Right. Right. They'll only buy if you continue to follow up with them. So what is your rule? When do you, so, when so, do you so, stop following so up? So never. Never. Forever. Well, the example is in this woman. Until they say, leave me alone. Yeah, if they, obviously they say, take me off, off your email list. I never want to hear from you again, which is, has happened. Or they just unsubscribe. I always or they just chuckle. Unsubscribe. I always chuckle at that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I always chuckle. It's like, okay. Uh, this is a good quote. Um, resentment only hurts the resenter. Yeah. So your feelings aren't hurt when someone sends you that email. It's funny. I saw a guy at the grocery store yesterday, and he's a guy I used to. It was I'm not gonna. I don't want to mention the term. I know he doesn't listen to this, but he he basically, um, I was doing a, a paid service with him. He was a, a consultant. A oh, he's a vendor. Yeah, exactly. He's a vendor. And I said, hey, I'm gonna take my business to another person. I have a personal relationship with this person. I'm, I'm sorry. I appreciate everything. You're great, but I'm just gonna move. And he was very adamant on the phone, like, well, why? Like, what, you know, what, like, and, and angry at me. And he, and then he said, I'll never forget this. He goes, well, I'm really sorry to lose the business. That's what he said to me. I'm really sorry to lose the business. And uh, I was like, ah, you know, I'm sorry. And, and, and um, well, I saw him at the grocery store yesterday, and I've seen him many times before. He literally will not say hello to me. Like, I see him, and I say, hello, how you doing? And he will look at me and, like, keep walking. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that is, like, and I think about the quote that I learned from Tony Robbins. Resentment only hurts the resenter. So he's walking around with this pain inside about me that I didn't do business. But can you imagine if I had the same mindset about every client at GFP that left us? Right. How many clients have left us at GFP? Hundreds. Tons. Yeah tons over the years and what if i had that same i'd do i'd be in a lot of pain because i've had so much resentment but this guy walks around hating me because i decided to do business with somebody else and i think a lot of people kind of have that mentality and i think that blocks this whole follow-up process now would, would there have been a chance that you did business with him in the future if, if absolutely that, if that and hadn't... there probably would have been a chance that i would have referred him people but now it's over 
Well, I mean, not, it's not over, but it's like why right. I'm, I'm not going to refer him anybody because it's like he's kind of like he's, he's rude. Right, right. He's rude. So I'm not going to refer him anybody. But it's like I think people walk around and someone leaves your gym or someone says no to you or someone doesn't get back to you. We start to resent them and take it personally. And it's only – and the other quote from Robbins that I heard was – resentment is like injecting poison into yourself and expecting them to die. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I have, you know, there's been, you know, not a lot, but there's been people that have been in the SPF mastermind that have moved on and done something else. And I welcome them back if I like them anytime. Like, I don't take it personally. I don't resent them for doing it because I also know if I end the relationship well, that there's a really good chance that they're probably going to come back at some point. Right. So some of this is about getting out of your own head. If you, if you have a good product too, like how many of our former clients have left, tried something else and then been like, it's just not the same. And that's usually what you see. Now, if we, if we left that on a bad note, no matter how good our product is, it's right. But if you have a good product, they'll usually come back. Yeah. For sure. Compared. All right. So let, let's dive into the, you broke these in, into four categories. Yeah. Because it's not just one type of person. So you're not just saying, you're not just following up people that leave. No. So there's, there, there's four buckets um, of follow-up. And, you know, so, so I like to, the term forever follow-up. Like, I really think that that's an important kind of mind, mantra to put in your mind. So the four buckets are on leads that have not converted. The, the, for the first, so it's, it's someone responds to a Facebook ad, someone responds, it comes through your website, and they, for whatever reason, did not convert. They went through a nurture sequence, which I can talk about more in a second, and they just they didn't become a client. That's the first bucket. Okay. Um, the second bucket is unconverted trials. Right, so a lot of the people listening to this will do like free trials, they'll do consultations, they'll do 30-day challenges, they'll do six-week challenges and stuff like that. And they go through that process, right? And the goal is to try to get them to sign up, right, right? ongoing. Hold on, so the, well, so the first one is someone who never steps foot in your business. Yeah, they never come in. They, they call or we call them or whatever, yep. and they just say, I'm not interested right yep. now. They're, 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 they're an unconverted lead, Okay. right? So uh, people will call them, call them lost leads, right? They, lost. They, you lost them. Yeah, unconverted. Um, so, so that's the first one. The second one is they came in. Tried it out. They did something either, even, even if they did, they, they came physically in the door, right? They physically came in the door. Um, and... Um, this is a big one that I think is overlooked. And I know we at GFP even overlooked it for a long time too because they kind of had told you no. Like it's kind of like you showed them what you got and they said, no, nah, 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 I don't like you. Right, they test and drove I the think, car. Exactly. They test drove the car. And it's like, eh, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to do it. And I think sometimes we, we think about those people as, well, they've tried it. Why would we ever follow up with them again? They tried it and they didn't like it. So maybe some resentment. Could be. Right. Like you're like, hey, well, you don't like me, so I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Correct. Yeah. But that is a whole bucket of people that, hey, they already came in. And most of the people probably, you know, didn't say this was terrible. 
you guys were terrible, Jim, and I'm never no, – no, it probably just like, well, maybe at that point in their life they couldn't afford it or, or, or maybe that time in their life. I tell you, that the more I do this stuff to after 12 years of running a gym, people's life change. People go through seasons and stages of life that, 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 that things change. You know, Sometimes people retire. Sometimes people inherit money. Sometimes people get a new job, and all of a sudden their life is transformed. You know, so you never know what, what will happen. Right. right. But that is a whole bucket of people that you probably should be following up with on a regular basis. Right. So that's the second one. The people have come in and tried it and said no, that you get permission to contact them again. What do you mean? Permission? So think about this. Think of someone does your 30 day jumpstart or six week challenge and you sit down with them and you show them the prices and they, they say no. For whatever reason, they say no. And you go over all your overcoming objections and yeah, and they just say, no, not, not, not for me. One of the things that you want to leave open is a line of communication. Say, so, okay, you know, if no right now, um, would you mind if I contacted you again in three months? Very few people are going to say, no, do never contact me again. This place was not for me. Don't contact me. Remove me from your list. That's rare. That's going to happen. It could happen. Right. And some people probably won't say that because they're afraid that will happen. Right. Um, but but so that, that that that's a big one is to get what's it's called permission to sell. And in this case, it's permission to resell. And even in that case, what you could do, and this is even best case scenario, is actually even schedule another meeting. Right. So they told you, no, be like, hey, well, now's the right time. Maybe in a couple months or you know, a month from now, we can meet again and see. So try and setting up in the future for that. So that's the second bucket is unconverted trials that you should have some type of a system where you're following up with these people on a regular basis. All right. Okay. So, so far we have the the leads. Yep. We have unconverted trials. So people have come in, test drove it, said no. Yep. Third one. The third one is what um, a guy that's done some coaching with me is Jay Abraham. I did some coaching with him this year and Jay Abraham in his book uh, calls this the prodigal client, the prodigal client. And the prodigal client is your former members, your former members. And we talked about this. Uh, we did some stats one time. I think it was like 20% of our new clients at GFP one year were former clients. Right. And we have, that's one thing we're very good at. We're very good at GFP of having, we have a very good, well put together system to follow up with former members. One, because we create good relationships with our people and we genuinely, we genuinely want them to come back because we like them. There's people like we just like, we miss, you know, like we miss them being around and we want to follow up with them and call them. But um, your former members, like I said, most of the time, they didn't leave because you yelled at them. They didn't leave because they, you know, probably didn't get results. They, they didn't leave because, they, they left because life got in the way. They left because they got busy in their life. They left because something happened, you know, um, and, and, and that's why. And, and when they re leave for that reason, there's a really good chance they're going to come back. Right. But what they usually do need is they need someone to ask them to come back. Right. So right? That's, and that's where the follow-up comes that's in. That's where the follow-up comes in. So, but the, I think if you look at these, and, and just I want you to, as you're, as you're listening to this as a gym owner, actually, if you're listening to this as a gym owner, do me a favor, sit up really tall in your chair and get to the edge of your chair so your butt is, not, your back's not hitting the back of the chair and just your butt is on the edge of the chair. Now have your feet 
flat on the ground and sit up really, really tall and get your head back a little bit and sit up in your chair in what Tony Robbins calls the peak state. I feel Which it. my daughter, Toria, calls the peak steak. Nice. Right? The peak steak. Um, but sit up, and I want you to now visualize these lists of people. Sit up in your chair in your peak state and visualize a list of all these f- people that reached out to you that didn't respond, that don't aren't telling you no. They just said not yet. And then go to another one of people that experienced your gym and they came through the door and they told you no and maybe you got an agreement for them to contact them. Picture that list of people and then picture a third list of people of all people that you love, that you love to train and that worked with you and you were happy when they were there and they paid you lots of money, but for whatever reason they left, put those people and picture their names on the list. And visualize those three lists and look at those three lists as unbelievable assets for you. Unbelievable resources and unbelievable assets for your business. We all think that lead generation and we all think that the new Facebook ad and the new this and the new that is the secret, you know, and, and you got to have the funnel and got to have this. But there you are, everyone listening to this that has an existing business has these three lists. And now it's a matter of how do you structure the follow-up for these three lists, which honestly I'm, today is really about telling them what to do. I don't have the time today. I mean, really, that's what we do in search is we to tell them how to the, do the, it. The tactics of actually the how to on. do it, right? So I'm telling them these, you just really the big thing you're going to get out of today is what are the lists and just even breaking those off into email lists or phone lists or whatever you want. But knowing you have these three separate buckets that did these three separate things, and there's a fourth one I'm going to talk about in a second. All right, but these three ones are, are crucial. So the, so, the, the, so the, the but these are these are peop- you already have these lists. Is that when, when we do the weekly check-ins with the mastermind members, I think without a doubt the most the number when you say something good is happening, something bad that happened this week, the number one bad thing is slow lead flow or no lead flow. But it's kind of like bullshit because. You have, if you've been in business for more than a year or two, you probably have a, a good number of these lists, right? Yep. So it's like, you don't have to, if your Facebook marketing is not working or your flyers didn't work or whatever it is, it doesn't matter because you have these, these are, these are built in. You're not paying any dollars for these. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. It's like, there's, doesn't cost you anything. Isn't, and I think you've said it or who said it, that the most qualified lead is a former, that someone's already paid you. Is that right? Yeah. That's the prodigal client. Right. The mo- that's, and 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 that's the best lead you could possibly yep. get. Yep, yeah, because you, and the other thing is with those people, um, and, and even the unconverted trials, you have what's called the holy grail of contact information. What do you mean by that? You have their address, you have their phone number, you have their email. You, so have, you have every three possible ways, three way ways that to hit you can, Todd, you can go to their door. You can knock on their door. You don't we don't recommend we don't recommend that. Um, but in your former members, what else do you know? You know, know a lot about them. You know their wives' names. You know their kids' names. You know you know everything about them. And if you're not sending birthday cards to your former members, you're crazy. We've been in business long enough. We have some athletes that we trained in 2008. My, my man, Tony. We yeah. Have a, these were high school kids in 2008. That's it. 
that's they, a really good point. They Tom. went to college. Now they now they're making. They live in this area. Yeah. Tony's a, just he's graduating law school. He's gonna be a lawyer. He's been making some good money. Yeah. He just joined back up. So it's like if you're in business, that is enough, awesome. That's a, that's a really good point. So when we started, we trained mostly athletes in the beginning, and so we started in 2008. And we had tons of high school athletes that we were training at the time. But these kids are now in their early, 20s. In their early, late 20s, early 30s. Late 20s, early 30s. And they're, and they're successful. Yeah. They're working for And they can afford GFP. Yeah. And so now they're coming back. They were athletes. And now they're coming back as adult clients. Yeah. And all it was was just maintaining those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So we got, the, we got three. So, I mean, who else, who else is there? So, so there's one more that is interesting. And... Um, this would only apply if you have contracts, right? If you have 12-month contracts and people on a contract, um, which I think a lot of people listening to this most likely do, um, that is a client that tells you that they need to go on hold. What do you mean by hold? Like so they need to freeze their membership for whatever reason. Sometimes people freeze their membership because they get injured. Sometimes people freeze their membership because they, um, they're going on vacation. They're freezing their membership because they have a life tragedy. It's something that happened to them that is not enabling them to come to the gym. And that's a policy that you would recommend to anybody listening to have a hold policy. Because I think some people yeah. are like, should I do that or should I just – if they're going on hold, they're basically just canceling their membership, right? Yeah, and I, I think that the hold – and it's funny because we have people that have been with us for so long. And usually after the first year – they're not on a 12-month contract anymore. It goes months and months after that. But we've been with us. People have been with us for so long that they've been with us for like six years. And they say, I want to put it on hold. Well, there's, there's nothing really they need to put on hold. They're, they're just, they're, there's nothing binding them to us. But they still just put it on hold because they're not going anywhere. They just need to stop paying us for a month because they're traveling or they're going away or something. But I, I believe it, it is. It's not, a, it's not always a a no-brainer that they're going to come back, right? It is kind of a leading indicator towards a term. Right. I'm not saying every person that goes on hold. We have some people that just say, I need to go on hold for a month. I'm going away for the whole month of August, and they've done that every year. Like, we know they're coming back, right? But the reality is, though, if someone is kind of like going away for two weeks and they put their whole month on hold, they might be kind of not super happy they might be saying it's not worth it for me to stay for the whole month. And they might be rethinking if they actually are going to come back. Right? And most of the people listening to this are nice people. They're nice people. Right? You sitting up in your chair in your peak state listening to this, you're a nice person. And a lot of times you're probably not going to hold them to that contract. Most people don't. Um, I'm not saying if you should or you shouldn't. But the reality is um, there's not a ton holding these people to these contracts. Now, would you say, because you were talking about fostering relationships, if someone does leave, that just, just don't tell people what to do, but if they should have, do you honor the contracts or do you force people to honor contracts? Or if someone says, okay, I want to cancel my membership and they're still under contract, does forcing them to pay that money, does that, does that trust that relationship? Um, I don't – it, it's hard to say. I'm putting it's, you in the spot. It, it's I'm hard to say. No, it's okay. And I'll tell you exactly what we do. So we have a clause in a 12-month contract. We have a clause that says that they have to if – they if they leave early, and we communicate this up front, and that's the most important part. Whatever your policy is, it can't be a surprise. It can't be a surprise. So don't, you don't tell them when they, when, they, when they sign the contract and all of a sudden they want to cancel yeah, six months later. No fine print type of stuff. But we basically say if they, tw if they cancel the contract – um, they have to pay the difference between the 12-month and the month-to-month -month rate. 
So if it's a hundred bucks for the annual rate and it's one fifty, they have to pay for the months that they use the difference between the monthly and the annual. And we're just clear and upfront of of what that is. And when you, okay? when you but when you call them out on that, is that is that a if we do, if we did a good job and there's times we haven't if we did a good job of explaining to them usually the people are fine with it. Okay. If we didn't, it comes as a shock and a lot of times people are, are tend to be pissed. And a lot of times what we will do is we will just uh, want to work with them and see what we can do to get them back in the door. That's the best case scenario. What do you need to do to save the client? So not let them go on hold at all or not yeah. let them terminate at all. Here's the thing. There are people that I know that were on like a high membership with us, like 500 bucks a month membership. And they looked at they're paying $500 a month and they got to a point where like, I just can't afford this anymore. Well, they didn't know that we had a $200 membership. Right. Because they're not in our business. They don't know. what we. They what, don't know. Right. They're looking at 500. Like, I don't want to spend 500 anymore. And then like we tell them like, well, yeah, you can go down to this one. And like, oh, I can. Like, yeah, you can. And I think sometimes we assume people know everything about our business. And that is a f really bad thing to do. Don't assume. If someone wants to terminate, the first thing you do is try and save the client. And just downgrade them. Either downgrade them, figure out what they need, do what we call a recharge meeting, get them back up. Like, you know, I, you know we've said, hey, I'm not letting you leave. We're, we're going to make this right. I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to let you leave. Right. You know, so, so sometimes you got to do it. And then there's people that are going to leave, but you know, but that's the first order of business. But the really key is when a client goes on hold, it's your job to stay connected with them, right? Don't just let them go on hold and never talk to them again. So we have a whole policy. What we do is we, we follow up with people weekly when they're on hold and we send them workouts and we check in with them. We should make sure, and we keep this line of communication with them. It's almost like we're tying this umbilical cord to them because they can go, but they're not going to go too far without staying connected with us. Right. So that's the big thing. So clients that do go on hold, they are, that is going to happen, but how do you actually handle that? And what do you do? And you're, so you're saying during the six weeks, six week surge, you're going to dive into, there's a, we have systems for each one of these. Yeah. Right. So there's a separate system that works well for, right. Cause like some, some of these people may need a phone call or like you said, an in-person meeting, other people, maybe not the same thing. Right. So there's different systems kind of different levels. Yes. So we won't get into the deep tactics of what it's to just going to, it, it's too right. hairy of a, of a, of a problem. It's, it's, you know, we, there's so much that goes into each of these systems. Um, one of the things I do go over is there's a variations of nine word emails that we use that just absolutely crush it. And I've created a series of nine word emails for each of these buckets, you know, uh, to get people to respond mainly the first three, but it, it's, 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 be challenging to do in, in a podcast to to try and go through the nitty gritty and that's what we spend three hours on in the search so what do you recommend to someone that's listening that's not doing the surge right now yeah. not doing the surge yet right but they're thinking about it they're like damn i do what what, what would how would you take action on real it? simple all the, the just realize that you have three four assets that you're probably not leveraging all right you're probably not leveraging the people that are your current leads and you're probably not doing enough to follow up them and you're probably not doing it on a regular enough basis and you're probably not doing it long enough, okay? Um, you're probably not reaching out to your unconverted trials enough, if at all. And um, I know former members may be one that you may be doing, but there are some very, very 
you know, cool things that can be done. Um, a lot of times you can have different events and different things. That a, lot, a lot of the keys in getting people back into is what do you, can you invite them to? Is like almost giving them a reason to reach out to them. Gotcha. So what, what about someone who's just starting off? Someone who's been in business for less than a year or a year, and maybe they don't have like a big robust list like this. Is the number one thing they just start, you make sure you're tracking this? Is like is tracking the most important thing because to have these lists? Yeah, you want you want to have the lists. You want to have them on you know preferably email lists, right? So you can just hit them all in one shot. But even with the former members, you know, even just having the phone numbers, and you know maybe here's the thing: you can systematize it really, really well, like we do, or you can just like you know call five people a month. Like invite five people a month back to the gym that used to be a member, or call. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it doesn't have to be crazy i think the big thing i want people to walk away with from this is an awareness that you have a lot of resources that you're overlooking and these are four of them right here so if you're sitting there and you're a gym owner and you're saying leads have been super slow this is where you turn yeah i mean we have a whole thing called shake the treats what do you mean when we have our lead flow is down for the week we have a thing called shake the trees where we go and we contact people on these lists and, and you have success we have success for sure all right. No doubt. Anything else you want to leave, leave, leave the listeners with? No. How long was that? That was, uh, I don't know. I can't see the clock. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good listen. If people are interested in, uh, in, in the, the, the Week Church or the mastermind, what's the uh, yeah. best way to do? Um, I, I tell you, I got a lot of stuff coming up. The big, the big, there's two big things coming up. Um, so we got obviously the mastermind meeting in a couple of weeks, but, um, I and, and I'm going to have an official announcement of this, but I am. This, this is not the official. This is not the official announcement, okay. but I'm kind of spilling the beans here. Uh, but I am starting a program, uh, an online program called FBU online. And it's basically all virtual. So you don't have to go anywhere to it. Um, and it's a combination of a print newsletter. So we will be the only consulting company that actually has a, a gym that has a print newsletter so the print newsletter will be shipped to their door uh, it will come with a private facebook group it'll come with a week a monthly call with me via zoom and i think a bunch of resources and stuff like that um, so that's called fbu online and that will be released probably in april nice. so i'm really it's like i'm so excited i've i have a, I have a, a journalist that i hired that's going to do the you know, break all, all the articles in there and everything, you know, really, really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. Vince, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. All right.